everybody. Um, welcome to the Scarif Transmission episode. Whatever the heck this episode is, we're not even at 10 yet. We're probably not even at 5. Who knows, but I already forgot because I am that kind of person. I have a guest today, and his name is Ethan. Say hello. 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 How are y'all dandy people doing today? I, I would like to know that too, but I don't really think there is any way to, to tell because they're, they're listening to it after the fact, so... That's kind of a problem. You might have a point. I think you might have a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ethan is new to Rebels. And uh, yeah, today, as you can probably tell by the title, um, we're talking about the latest episodes of Rebels that came out. Episodes 12 and 13, Wolves in a Door, and A World Between Worlds. Um, like a lot happened. And... I know last week I said those are the best episodes in Rebels, but I'm starting to think these are the best. Like, it's getting just better and better in, in a really right. good way. And, um, yeah, it was different because uh, last week they aired two episodes and the first one was really interesting and good. And the second one was kind of a filler. Well, it wasn't a filler, but it was boring. Like, not a lot happened. Uh, and then it was kind of the opposite thing uh, this week where we had the first one, which was kind of just setting up what would happen in the second one. Um, so I guess I'll just start with a recap and then we can talk about how freaking crazy this is. So spoilers, Sounds amazing. spoilers, and spoilers. So if you're still here, then you are going to be spoiled starting now. Um, the episode starts off with um, the whole ghost crew. They, they get on to these wolves, the, um, the loath wolves, and they ride all the way to the Jedi Temple, which they've heard uh, in the previous episodes that the Empire is doing something bad to it. Um, and so they arrive there, they're infiltrating it, and it kind of looks like an Indiana Jones sort of excavation, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, you know, there's this guy in charge, and he's trying to dig out things for the Emperor, we find out. he's um, The Emperor is obsessed with magical artifacts, but they can't get into the temple. They can't figure out how to get in. And... Um, so basically all that happens in that episode is Ezra uses the force and then the, the painting on the wall of the the guys from Mortis, which I was really excited to see. Um, that was in the uh, half season trailer. Um, but yeah, so so the guys from Mortis, the, the father, son and daughter who are dead or who we think are dead um, by the end of the Clone Wars. We, we see, like, this kind of mural of them, and Ezra kind of activates it with the Force and then uh, enters through this portal that's there, like, on the side of the wall. And it, it's a really, really cool moment uh, in the thing. Because, like, I don't think we've ever really seen a portal in Star Wars that I can think of, like, it's just a full-on portal. I cannot recall. It's, it's weird. Like, everything about this these two episodes is just unheard of in Star Wars, or at least unheard of in Star Wars canon. Because uh, as I'm going to talk about a bit later, there's a ton of le- Legends connections. There's a, there's a ton of Legends connections throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole episode, the, the second episode. And there's um, not, it's not very clear, I guess, the kinds of connections that there are, but they mention the same things and similar things happen. Um well, we'll get into that, but first I'll, I'll kind of recap the sep- second episode. Ezra finds himself in this weird place with all these portals, 
Um, and he looks through and he sees like different places in time, I guess, and he can affect them. So my guess is if you go through the portal, then you can actually just time travel. But that's probably not... I mean, it doesn't seem like it's all that common. Like, obviously, not many people know that this exists. Um, and then we see him... We, we see he Ezra's looking at Ahsoka fighting Vader from the end of Season 2. And uh, I remember in that episode, it was unclear as to whether Ahsoka died because you see her going down these stairs afterwards. And um, basically, this episode explains what happened there. So... Ezra pulled Ahsoka out of that fight with Vader and into this world between worlds, which um, one of the Imperial guys says is called, uh, he says, beyond the veil. That's the phrase he used, which is at at that moment, my mind was blown. Like, that's my favorite part of the episode is when he says beyond the veil, which I think is interesting because it's mentioned in Legends in a few places. Um, One of the places that it mentions beyond the veil is... um, this concept that these force users called the Ang T in Legends have, um, where like they're, it's kind of their gods that they talk about, and uh, they call them those who dwell beyond the veil, which I actually think is really cool now that there's like, because that series has a lot of Mortis connections, and I didn't really pay attention to that to begin with, that they're they're trying to serve those who dwell beyond the veil, um, and I guess who they're serving that's beyond the veil, even in Legends, like this kind of sheds light on things in Legends, I think, uh, is the father, the son, and the daughter. So I thought that was kind of a cool connection, but it doesn't really connect uh, in the way I thought it did earlier. Um, I, I It kind of reminds me a bit of mind walking, though, or going beyond shadows in Legends, where you can uh, become this pure being of the Force and walk around in the real world and stuff. Um, but it's also kind of combined with Flow walking, which is another force technique, um, and all of this is, can be find, found in the, um, what's it called, the Fate of the Jedi series, um, which is a nine-book series in Legends that I'd really recommend. I think it's really well written, but uh, there's this concept of flow walking there where you can see what's going to happen in the future, and you can also kind of see what happened in the past in like a weird ethereal kind of a force way, and people can use it as a technique to predict things that are going to happen with the force or you can like kind of look beyond where you can where you could actually see um normally by just like kind of force premonition Uh, and it's this weird force technique that's almost unlimited so i thought that was kind of a strange addition to the legends but now in canon we have this concept of being able to um time travel essentially that's what ezra does as he pulls ahsoka out of her fight with Vader, and then later, by the end of the episode, Ahsoka has gone back to that time period um, through the portals again. But Ahsoka comes to terms with the fact that Kanan's died, Ezra comes to terms with the fact that Kanan's died, and then, because uh, so Ezra figures, wait, if I could save Ahsoka, I can save um, Kanan. And so he goes to find Kanan, and he sees him, and he realizes he can't save Kanan and he has to accept that because saving Kanan would have killed everybody else because Ezra, um, Ezra realizes that Kanan had sacrificed his life to save the rest of the ghost crew uh, a few episodes earlier and that giant fiery explosion. So he decides not to save Kanan, which is kind of a big deal. It means finally Ezra's come to some kind of 
character development realization that might actually stick. Um, that he's he's moved beyond his, his anger and his sadness for for Kanan's passing, and I thought that was cool. And then Palpatine shows up, <laughs> and he's trying to get Ezra and Ahsoka. I guess he's trying to kill them, but it doesn't really. I don't know how you felt about this, Ethan, but it kind of felt like he could have killed them, and yeah, they tried to make it a kid show, and so he didn't. It seemed like a Mary Sue. No, um, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely kind of interesting. I kind of cringed a little bit, if I'm going to be completely honest. With that entire episode, that was the only problem I had. I mean, it's like Palpatine using this, like, force fire, which he already grabbed Ezra. I don't know. I he, I definitely think he could have killed him, but just for the sake of it, he didn't, I guess. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing to me because I, I think that would have been a good way for Ezra to go mm-hmm. out or even Ahsoka to go out, like one of the two My at brother least. brother Ahsoka. But... Yeah, but neither of them went out, and that, that's kind of weird. Right. Like, Palpatine uses that kind of weird Sith magic that we've seen before in the Clone Wars, I think. Way, so way it wasn't, like, then. completely unheard of. Yeah, like, it was it was a thing. But something about it is, like, I don't really understand the point of whatever that magic was, because it, like, he it just... it's It didn't really do it's anything. It's extremely random. Like... I yeah. feel like they should have a little more detail on it just somewhere in the entire universe. Just somewhere. But, yeah, it, it was definitely very, very interesting. For sure. Yeah, like, I, I just don't know why he would have needed to use that if he could just pull Ezra with the Force. Like, they didn't really... And especially if he could have walked through the portal, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, that the thing about him not walking through the portal is, like, there might be some reason why a Sith can't go in there or... That like, there's not enough explained, and it tries to leave enough open there that, like, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't have gone through. But I still feel like it was pretty underwhelming what Palpatine actually added to that episode, which is mm-hmm. kind of sad because it's Palpatine, and it's already, like, the best episode ever. All you need to do is have Pal- Palpatine be, like, kind of intimidating. Maybe he kills, like, one of them just, or like, captures the one of them. Just, like, the absolute beast that he is. Yeah, but then he just kind of didn't, which was sad. But that doesn't mean it's a bad episode by any means, because literally time travel is now a thing in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, it is now. It's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm extremely mind-boggled. But one thing, though, I did highly appreciate about this episode is it really, like, really took into play and really showed the audience what Palpatine's ultimate goal was, you know? When, when, um, when the one dude, what was his name? Uh, Hayden, I believe. Yeah. The dude with the old, the old dude with the cloak. Mm-hmm. He said, he who controls it controls the universe, right? So basically what that line said, that, li- that line brought me chills. And I'm like, never before in Star Wars has anything like this been, you know, said or like has been this powerful, I guess. But like yeah. Palpatine's ultimate goal, gaining absolute power over the galaxy I mean, Rebels is finally showing us exactly how he intended to do this, you know? Right. I mean, he yeah, I he it's... already, like, owned the whole galaxy, you know? But, right. like, the fact that he can, um, you know, that being able to control that, being able to get in there, having time travel, essentially, can change a lot. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to, like, so can't, apparently, I, I've heard things about, you know, Plagueis obviously was able to save people from death. 
And I don't think this is what he was using to save people from death, obviously. But, like, I don't know. It, it feels weird that now there are, like, several different unexplained ways to save people from dying. And mm-hmm. I, I know it's just another one of Filoni's techniques. At the end of the day, it's another one of his techniques to let a character live. But at least he let Kanan stay dead. Right. But and Ahsoka I mean, lived. Again. It's... For, like, the fifth time. Oh, it's, it was it's so Ahsoka, cool. Man. It's I mean, I mean, I'm happy with Ahsoka's arc. I want her to, because she's there on Malachor. I kind of am curious to see, like, maybe that's where she remains for the rest of her life or something. Like, I don't, I don't I know. I kind of hope so, and I kind of find, I kind of hope like that she finds something else about, you know, the Sith. But yeah. there is one thing for sure about this, about season four. It's a step beyond the movies. It's a pretty, it's a pretty bold move. Like what, yeah. especially what episode thirteen did, and I'm so happy because I feel like the throughout the the last couple of years, you know, the producers have kind of been hesitant to really put like a really bold move out there, if you know what I mean. Like just add something totally drastic, yeah, um, to the plot line, into the, especially the canon universe, and uh, this definitely did that. It did. I'm just. My only worry, like, I mean, again, I really love the episode. I love what they did. And the fact that there's time travel in Star Wars doesn't bother me because of how limited it feels and how, like, how much it kind of seems to just make sense, I guess. But the thing that makes me nervous is, like, it's just going to be something that they talk about that one time and is never used again, you know? They tend to do that, that a lot times. in Rebels. So they tend to do that a lot in Rebels. And it's just, it's sad because one of the things Rebels does very well is one time there'll be like a mind-bogglingly good episode that's crazy and you'd think changes everything, but then it just goes right back to the status quo and then everything is the same in the next episode. And I know Rebels is over now, basically. I mean, there's, what, three more episodes coming out next week? There's, there's a couple, yeah. Yeah, and so then that's the end of it, right? But the fact that, like, it just... Something like that seems kind of universe-changing, and then it just immediately goes back to the status quo. It's like they're willing to go these crazy directions with it, but then they're never going to come around, like, use that again, talk about it. Like, I don't think it's going to appear in Episode Nine. I don't think it's going to be mentioned. I think it'll be like nobody else knows about it, because now Ezra's... I mean, Ezra's got to be dead now, right? And then Ahsoka will probably spend the rest of her life on Malachor or something, and then Palpatine you know, is eventually killed by Vader. And so maybe nobody else knows about it anymore um, in the, the sequel trilogy or something. But, like, I don't know. It's sad that you can introduce something that cool and then do nothing with it, you know? Like, it can't just mm-hmm. be a plot device for one episode. It has to be, like, right. a groundbreaking part of the universe. It was just so well thought out so well executed it it just sucks to see it be like yep that's how we're going to explain how ahsoka didn't die and that's kind of all it did other than like give i it did give ezra more of a character arc he understood like came to terms mm-hmm. with kanan's death and that sort of thing but at the end of the day that's a very small scale thing to come out of such a like a large scale never before has this been seen in canon it's crazier than some stuff in legends you know like it's sad right. that I don't think it'll get used again, but maybe it will. Who knows? Right. I don't know. I'm, I have high hopes and high expectations for the next, like, three or four episodes that come up. Like, yeah, it's going to... 
I really hope I really hope it comes out with a big, but yeah. I mean, the last four episodes have been phenomenal. So like the mm-hmm. seeing the last three being, you know, quite possibly being amazing would be fantastic. I just I kind of don't want to see Thrawn die. I don't know. He's so cool. Thrawn, yeah. I'm I'm really happy that they brought him into the series. It just it works well. I think they do his character really well. So I want him to be kind of a bigger role, though. Like, I mean, like, sure, he's a big threat, but I want him to be even more of a threat, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it's just he's kind of seen as the big villain, but then you go off and you do things like this with then, like, Palpatine, and then, and then it kind of feels small again. And I feel like mm-hmm. if they had devoted the last, like, two or three seasons, I can see how going in one direction with the plot and continually doing that and not having filler episodes and not having episodes where like you change the status quo of the universe and then go right back and that sort of thing. Like if you just made it a continual thing of they're trying to escape from Thrawn and he pursues them for seasons and then destroys that squadron or, you know, like just do something with it, I guess. I don't know. Like he's such a, once again, they introduced something that was giant and massive and then kind of didn't touch it again. See, one thing, know. though, that I kind of, like, I'm kind of sad about is Rebels, it's mainly, like, pointed toward more so for kids, right? And so, like, a right. lot of, like, there's a there's a good portion, as far as I know of, there's a good portion of Star Wars fans that don't watch Rebels. And, you know, I'm sure that they might hear about, you know, this, like, somewhere down the line, but I just wish that they would, like, introduce, introduce this whole, like, aspect of things, kind of in a bigger role, like in one of the episodes, like episode nine or 10 or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. But that's the problem with it is that they're, they can't introduce it now because they first introduced it in rebels. Right. And on top of that, people, not everybody watches rebels. Right. And so you don't want to limit the size of your audience by, by doing something like that. So it's just, it's never going to happen. And that's sad. That kind of, that kind of proves my point to where it likes rebels is ending like, completely after season four, and the the movies can't necessarily do anything with it, as far as I know, unless they do something like, I don't know, something crazy. So, I don't know if we're ever really going to see this again, and it makes me so sad because it's such a huge part. Like, I was sitting there, and I was mind-boggled with my jaw open, but to think that this may only last for so long... Especially since they introduced it to act to canon, you know, right. it's only gonna last so long. I don't know, and I could be wrong. I totally could be wrong, but right. I, I mean, just have my fear. That's kind of how I felt. Like I, I've never been like I've said this like multiple times. I think I might have even tweeted it. I'm not sure, but like I've never been more surprised at a piece of Star Wars lore, either canon or legends. Like nothing has surprised me and shocked me, and like been that cool and exciting for me in right. the history of star wars it's crazy it was mm-hmm. and it w- worked really well and it was cool and that's why my complaint is it's sad that there won't be more of this and if there is right. more of it it won't be to the kind of scale that it kind of should be i guess is, is a good way to put it i, I don't know like they do so like incredible right. things feloni does really cool stuff and then it just it kind of gets tossed off tossed away and that's why I kind of want to see him direct a movie. I don't know. 
if he directed a movie. Like, I'm not sure the movie would be fantastic. Like, there are problems with the way Rebels is made. Sometimes the dialogue or whatever. But the story and and some of the crazy additions to the universe and that sort of thing is just so fantastic that I'd like to see... I mean, even if it's just a story by Dave Filoni, like he makes up the story, somebody else writes it and, you know, directs it and whatever. Like, I, I want there to be like an element of him involved in a process because I want to see more of this like mystical, mysterious, crazy kind of force concepts that are completely beyond the, the Jedi and the Sith. But that's that actually... Speaking of which, makes me like episode eight or this one line in episode eight a lot more where Luke is like, don't you see how it's just, um, what is it, like hubris to to think of it as just uh, light and dark or, or no, no, not just light and dark, but like just the Sith and the Jedi or whatever, like mm-hmm. to think to say that the force or that the light side is for the Jedi is is, you know, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it's been and a while since I've seen the movie. There was um, there was I believe it was like. At the end, yeah, I was in one of the season finales of season three, right? You had, um, what was his name? You had that, like, you had that being, right? He kind of was going along the same thing where, like, he's not within the light right, or the Bendu dark side. Right, kind of both. Bendu, yeah. right. But he's a force user still, but he's not, like, light or dark. And I feel like that kind of follows along the same lines. Right, yeah. I mean, Filoni does a good job adding that kind of stuff. He, he knows stuff about the force i guess is a good way to put it and i guess i wouldn't say he knows stuff about the force he's changing things about the force he's adding things Mm -hmm. to the force in a good way that i enjoy but then it's like there's just too much potential there for it to be wasted on a kid's show that's really trying to push doing one episode at a time so when a kid watches it it's not like he's in the middle of an arc and doesn't get it you know what kind of makes sense okay so this is kind of a stretch and this is a conspiracy theory but this could be couldn't those um the the brothers who do game of thrones the uh, directors that will be creating their own um or they'll be doing their uh own star wars series right or studying a new saga or whatever right yeah i hope because i mean like this is a perfect opportunity for them to introduce this would you not agree um I wouldn't really like to see them do it. I'd like to see Ryan Johnson do that with his trilogy, I think. Right. Okay. I think he could yeah. do a good job with that. And he seems like he gets that kind of element of the Force. But I do like the fact that mm-hmm. people like don't bat an eye at this kind of thing in Rebels. But then when Episode Eight comes out, they're like, how did... For- how did- it's not fair. Luke can't just Force project himself like that. Like, we didn't know that was possible before. And then, people, then sometimes those people are like, wow, that's so cool. They brought back this crazy, insane thing or changed this element from Legends and brought that back. And they made this giant portal in time travel. And it's like, I don't know. Just You have to be realistic about what you like, I guess. And just either kind of like right. both or like none. It's kind of how I feel. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that would be cool to see. I think Ryan Johnson could do that, though. Like, if if he was able to, like, if he wanted to, and he made something that was, like, had to do with Mortis, that would be a really interesting trilogy that would be so out there. Like, I don't know. It would probably be mm-hmm. financially unsuccessful just because of how strange and almost not even, I wouldn't call it non-Star Wars, but how, like, different of a star wars it's going to show us or it would show us i just i don't think we will like honestly 
that's the disappointing thing is that the canon so far has been providing opportunities for great stories and sometimes telling a great story, but sometimes telling, uh, you know, kind of a lackluster story with this incredible idea. Um, and honestly, uh, like I've seen like so much like positive feedback on this episode from Twitter and from, you know, a bunch of different social media sources. I don't understand why they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't right. necessarily bring it up again. And the fact that the fact that we haven't really like as as far as my knowledge goes, like haven't really heard or seen anything about this in Legends, like this is a whole brand new thing in general that was introduced from canon. Usually it's it comes from Legends, correct? To some extent, yeah. Like there it, it's never been like a physical realm that you can go to in that way. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely unique and new and strange. Kind of and... kind of just an idea, I guess. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. So by the way, by the the way this all ends, that episode ends, I don't know if I got to that, but uh, Ezra leaves the portal thing, escapes Palpatine, and then the temple disappears. So the, the, the oh, portal's yeah. gone, so I guess nobody can really use it anymore, which is fine. <laughs> it's just they're wrapping it up too fast. You introduce something cool like that, and I just know if it were in Clone Wars, it would have been a full arc of four episodes, and it would have felt more satisfying it would have been a whole season if it was clone wars right i mean that's the episode in and of itself is fantastic and the last four episodes have been fantastic and i don't want to debate that i'm not arguing against that really fantastic but it's just it's kind of not enough if you know it's just supposed to be a kid's show like then tell Mm -hmm. that story in a bigger way Right. I don't like. Do it, think, I, I like, want more. At one point in time, you know, they were creating this episode, right? They introduce this, and they're like, "Wait, well, this is kind of too good to be true, and we don't want this to come in a, you know, come and bite us in the butt later. So let's just end it here, you know." Yeah, I mean, it's I like that better than doing inviting something overpowered in a way that like destroys all the other movies or something, but. I don't think right. this would if nobody kind of knows about it by the end. But you can still tell a bigger story with it than like, so I went in there and I saved Ahsoka and then Ahsoka went back and then I went back and Palpatine was there like for a second. That's kind of what they're trying to do. But it's just such a good idea. Oh, it's amazing. I don't know. It's really cool. It's like, I mean, I think pretty sure that's all we've said this entire episode is like, it's really cool. More, please. But, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, the the fact like that they said beyond the veil, like something about that just killed me just because I had like the instant nostalgia for Legends. Um I really do like Legends, but it's just it they could tell stories like that in a way that wouldn't step on the toes of other things, and that's because they could tell it after those other stories. Um and if Rebels mm-hmm. like if the next show that they make is like way after what we've already seen, then they can do that kind of stuff and not, like, ruin the universe, you know? Or if you made, like, an Old Republic thing and you had it then, then you wouldn't ruin the universe because it's, like, it's gone now and people have forgotten a lot of what happened then, you know? There's so many ways you could uh, make that a bigger deal, I guess. And and I just, I don't know. I hope they do that sometime. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. I thought it was cool that they kind of referenced like one of the weirdest things in uh, in Star Wars the the Ang T these force wheeling uh, lizard kind of monks who have this weird obsession with those who dwell beyond the veil. It's like they're deities, and it it uh, they taught them how to use the force or something like that, and uh, they see the force as like a rainbow. And by saying that. Uh, by what's his name um, saying that Ezra is beyond the veil was like just it blew my mind for some reason and like it doesn't have any kind of canon connection but there's just something there that like hasn't been explained but could be I don't know right. I like it I don't know it's just cool to add that to the canon and even if though it was just kind of a reference more than it was an actual inclusion. I just thought that was neat. Um, overall, I I really like where they're going with Rebels, and I can't wait to talk about it more uh, next episode. But really, I just wanted to talk about the fact that I want to see more of this, I guess was kind of the point of this episode. So if you have any theories, if there's anything you want to see about this, um, yeah, tweet me at, at RevanCard on Twitter, R-E-V-A-N-K-A-R-R-D-E. Um, It'd be cool to hear everybody else's opinion. You know, like, I I don't know. There's a lot there that's like, I wouldn't call it subjective. It's just that there's nothing solid or objective fact. Like, we don't even know if it actually all happened or if it was like a vision or something. Like, it could have just been some sort of like spiritual journey. I mean, it probably wasn't, but even still, really interesting stuff. And, um... Yeah, I think that's probably where I'll wrap it up. So yeah, right. Like I said earlier, I'm at Revencard on Twitter. Uh, I have a full. Um, I have another podcast that I think has gone for some 46 episodes or something by now. It's called the Gosh Daniel Podcast. I'm I host that with my friend Daniel, and we talk about movies. We do kind of more solid, in-depth looks at movies and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, so stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be talking about the Rebels season finale uh, and actually just the show finale. I'm I'm sad that Rebels is over because of how good the last few episodes have been, and I, I wish there was more time to show that. But, um, but hey, if it's over now, that's because they're bringing in something else that's going to be fantastic, so I can't wait. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that episode, and I think I already have the week after recorded. I did that with Ethan a bit earlier, uh, and that should be about whether or not Ray is a Mary Sue. So stay tuned for the next two weeks. I've got stuff planned out for you. Uh, yeah, so leave a five-star review if you like it, and if you don't like it, then um, then tweet me about why you don't like it. That would be cool. Yeah, just let me know why you hate it. I think that would be very funny to read out. I mean... That would be very constructive, and I would definitely make some changes. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and I will talk to you later. Uh, Ethan, do you have any final words? I – it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on the show and the podcast. Very much appreciated, Bob. (laughs) But uh, I don't don't think I have anything final to say. Okay. Uh, That that, uh, wraps it up, I guess. That was a short review, but – We'll be back next week, hopefully. I don't know, Ethan, maybe he can come back. Uh, We'll talk about that a bit more after the recording is done. But 
um, yeah, stay tuned for the the final Rebels review. <laughs> okay, yeah, bye guys. Bye.